0: Welcome to How to Eat Less Water, the podcast for anyone who's concerned about the state of our environment and wants to live more sustainably, but is short on either time, money, ideas, or all three. I'm your host, Florencia Ramirez, author of the award winning book Eat Less Water and a kitchen activist. Every Monday and Wednesday, I share bite-sized action steps anyone can implement in their kitchen. Why the kitchen? The average person eats between 500 to 1300 gallons of virtual water every day. Our food is the best place to turn our hope for a better environment into action. Wanna receive 10 tips to eat less water for your summer parties? Go to eatlesswater.com to download the free list. Now, let's dig in and grow well-being together. Welcome to the How to Eat Less Water podcast. I'm your host, Florencia Ramirez. To prepare for this podcast, I did an internet search for the most popular food staples. The first that comes up on the list is is grains, and specifically bread. So think about this. According to government stats, we eat a lot of bread, about 55 loaves of bread a year per person. So if you do the calculation, in an average lifetime, those loaves of bread add up to about 87,000 slices. And how much water are we eating in all those loaves of bread? Well, if the water footprint of bread, that is how much water it takes to grow the grain to make one slice is 11 gallons of fresh water. And if we multiply that by 87,000 slices, that equals to 957,000 gallons of fresh water we each will eat. In our sliced bread. And keep this in mind, this total doesn't even include the additional 5,000 hot dog rolls and 12,000 hamburger buns the average person will eat over a lifetime, which will easily take our water footprint totals well above a million gallons of water for our daily bread. But the color of all the water used to grow the flour or used to grow the wheat and all the other grains to produce our loaves of bread, is what is key when purchasing bread and all of our food. In a previous episode, Why Knowing the Color of Water Will Change the Way You Shop for Food, I introduced the concept of colors of water. I recommend going back to listen to that episode after this one for a deeper dive on the subject. But to summarize, water experts assign color to water to differentiate the source, and the two colors are blue and green. And I also talk about, in that episode, gray, but I'm not going to get into that here, but focus in on the blue and green designation. So blue water, it's water source from the ground, like from uh, groundwater and aquifers, And surface water supplies like lakes and dams and rivers, streams. Blue water is what comes out of the sprinkler heads, out of our faucets. This is the water that's drying up. It doesn't take long to find examples of blue water sources in decline close to home and around the world. Yesterday, the Washington Post reported the Rio Grande River running dry near Albuquerque for the first time in four decades. The Rio Grande winds its way from Colorado to Mexico and supplies blue water to grow food in both countries. In fact, 80% of the water from the river is used to irrigate crops in Mexico and the US, and much of that is exported to countries around the world. And so the reliance on blue water sources is unsustainable if we're drawing the water faster than it's naturally being replenished. Remember, a lot of our groundwater has taken millions of years to gather, but in just a short century, we've sucked a lot of it dry. Green water, on the other hand, is water that falls from the sky, whether in liquid, solid, or gas form. This green water is held between the granules of soil when it rains. It's the water that falls onto our roofs and is collected in a rain harvesting system. It is the water that regenerative farmers utilize. Regenerative agriculture, you may or may not have heard that term, but I do think you're going to be hearing it more. Regenerative agriculture includes organic, but it goes deeper than that. It It is as deep, actually, as I like to think about it as as deep as layers of soil, because regenerative farmers are focused on building the soil health of their farms, which includes not using chemical pesticides, which is what we call organic, but it also means rotating crops or what's called no-till or intentional grazing. These are all terms that are important to know, and I'll cover these things more in depth in future episodes. But for bread specifically, and the grains used to make bread, a regenerative farmer is building their soil health so the soil can hold any moisture that drops on their soil. It's looking at land as freshwater oceans, these farms that are able to draw water downward, providing the water needed to grow the stalks of wheat, rye, oat, and the other thousands of plants that can be ground into flowers and kneaded into bread. The farmers and the farms I feature in my book, Eat Less Water, are a collection of regenerative farms. They're each practicing a combination of farming techniques unique to that specific crop to build the health of their soil. So each water or dew drop remains where it falls. You know, it was really interesting because when I would speak to these these farmers, which were incredibly diverse in terms of what they were growing, would all consider themselves water managers because the healthy soil acts like sponges. It grips onto each drop of water so the plants don't need as much blue water, like the water from the Rio Grande. I've shared this stat before and I will again because I think it's a powerful way to illustrate the difference between healthy soil and chemically treated soil. Healthy soil can hold water up to 1,000 times more. Than chemically treated soil. 1,000 times more. But soil health doesn't just come automatically, it comes with time, it comes with patience, and with deliberate methods like what is being utilized by these regenerative farmers. How does this all translate to bread shopping? So I'm gonna break it down in three simple steps. And if you just did step one and step three, that would be plenty. Step two takes it that next layer. So, step one is support bread bakers and brands of bread who source the main ingredient, and in this case, wheat, from farms who grow food with green water sources. As a starting point, this means choosing the organic loaves of bread because chemically treated soil equals thirsty soil and thirsty soil leads to more irrigation using blue water like draws from the Rio Grande. So that's step one. Buy the organic choice. Step two. Seek out bakeries who source from regenerative farms. So this is going even beyond the organic. Terms to look for would include biodynamic, it would include dry farmed organic. Where I live in Ventura County, which is between Santa Barbara County to my north and LA County to the south, we have a bakery which is biodynamic called Roan Mills Bakery and they sell bread from their bakery shop in Fillmore, California and at various farmer's markets in the LA area. I talk about biodynamic farming more in depth in the episode on wine and organic dry farmed. I recommend you go back to that episode if you haven't listened to it, because it's it offers a wealth of information on not just buying wine, but all kinds of different foods. I am also a huge fan of the farmers at the Tehachapi Grain Prod. Project. I had the opportunity to meet some of the farmers at the farmer's market in, in Santa Monica. They have a gorgeous Instagram account, which features a decadent collection of photographs of food made from their regenerative grain. And what's important, I, and I really do recommend you go and check out what they're doing because it, it will lead you to other places whether you live in LA or you live outside of LA it will inspire you to find your people your regenerative grain farmers in your region cuz i promise you if you seek you will find step 3 don't waste your bread implement strategies like freezing the bread if not eaten after a couple days or if you know you're only you only eat through half a loaf during the week Keep one half in the refrigerator upon purchasing it and immediately freeze the second half. In the show notes, I link an article I like that provides simple steps of how to freeze and thaw bread. Another strategy is to become familiar with recipes that repurpose stale bread. Think croutons, breadcrumbs, and my favorite way to give stale bread new life, bread pudding. A simple online search provides all the recipes you need. Another trick to give stale bread new life is to quickly run it under the faucet back and forth and place it on the oven rack and bake for about 5 to 8 minutes at 350 degrees. This trick works for those hard baguettes especially. I learned this from a past French exchange student, which reminds me. Please send me your ideas at info at eatlesswater.com or post on my various social media accounts like Instagram or Facebook. Let's merge our streams of ideas into mighty rivers that will never run dry. Thanks for listening today. Meet me here every Monday and Wednesday and be sure to forward this along to anyone you think would benefit from these tips. Or rather, I mean, everyone would benefit from these tips, but To those who you know are ready to integrate these types of tips into their daily round. And don't forget to download the How to Eat Less Water Summer Party Planning Guide if you haven't done so already. It's available for free with the link in the show notes. So bye for now, be well, and I'll see you again here next week. Let's stay connected. Sign up for my newsletter and receive more tips in your inbox weekly and 15% off your first purchase at the Eat Less Water shop. You can also find me on your favorite social media space at Eat Less Water. Please remember to hit subscribe and leave a review, even if it's only the star rating, because every one of them will increase the chances of other like-minded folks to find us. Thank you for joining me on this journey to Eat Less Water. Together, We will write the story of well being for this planet we have the privilege to call home. Meet you back here every Monday and Wednesday. There is power in the collective.